This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who's ready to scream like a dead man who's frozen in the ice, Ryan Nelson. Justin, this has already been a weird show. Hey, let's throw weird actor Christopher Eccleston into the mix. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, who, who was Christopher Eccleston? There was a couple people that he's I did the, recognize. He's the, he is the captain. Okay, he was, he was one of the doctors, and he also is the weirdest character on the show Leftovers, which you need to watch. I think you'd love that show. I've seen, and I've seen a few episodes. I haven't finished it. And the Leftovers is a very weird show. For oh, this yeah. guy to be the weirdest character on there, that's saying something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, IMDb was letting me down. Like, so there were a lot of yeah. new characters and I was like looking for them and I couldn't find them on IMDb, unfortunately. So, uh, hopefully we'll have better luck finding them uh, a little bit later on. So, uh, if you've listening to the podcast since we started a couple of years ago, thank you for continuing to listen and making as a part of your day if you're new to the show we hope you enjoyed as we talk about part two of true detective night country whether or not you are new or regular and like more access to the show visit our patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three a five ten or twenty dollar level and when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. doesn't matter which level you're signing up for. But if you want additional bonus content besides just getting the show ad-free, that's where the 5 the 10 and $20 level come in because there is additional things out there for people who are supporting us at a slightly higher level. But if all you're looking for is an ad-free experience of our show, the $3 level will definitely help you there. If you can't be a patron, you can't help the show out by running us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You could leave us a five-star rating. And if you have time, we would love it if you wrote us a review on Apple Podcast. And if you'd like to interact with the show, we'd love for you to do that too. Send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any thoughts or questions you might have. Any... I'd love to hear some theories. Yeah, theories. Theories would be great. We're actually going to be kind of discussing that a little bit here at the beginning of uh, the show here. So yeah, we'd love to hear anything, anything you'd like to contribute to the show. We'd love to hear those. So Email us to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go ahead and uh, just talk about some overviews. Real quick, I want to do this, and I've been meaning to do this ever since we started covering our HBO shows, and I want to start getting into a better habit of it. So let me just kind of uh, break down for what how we do HBO shows. Ryan and I, we don't get screeners for HBO shows. We get screeners for, for Amazon Prime video shows. We're, we're working on hopefully getting that corrected. But if anybody can hook us up with HBO, please reach out. <laughs> yes, please do, because it makes for late nights when we do these, because uh, we end up watching the show on HBO, and then we hop right on the microphones and start recording about it. So, um, 
there will be times when maybe there are things that we miss because we don't get a whole lot of time to reflect on it. Uh, there may be some things that we don't kind of, it's, it's very much more of an instant reaction type of a, of a podcast when we do these things for HBO. But like I said, if anybody knows anybody at HBO that can hook us up with some screeners, that would be fantastic because it helps us a lot for our prime video to say, to say the least. But, um, yeah. uh, so if there are going to be things we missed and like I said, just, there are just some things I know off the top of my head that we did not cover in episode one, things that I just missed entirely or something. Things I just forgot to cover. Uh, for one, the, apparently this is a mining town, and I missed that in the first episode. Yeah, I missed that too. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, we need that. That became very apparent, and there's obviously some things that there's the town might be at odds with the mining, uh, the mining company, and things like that. Uh, so we'll we'll definitely get into that. This one, I didn't realize that she had a son. Uh, that was the other thing I, that I missed. About Liz Danvers. Yeah, Liz Danvers. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we know that someone died. Yeah. With with the with the husband, and I I didn't know how old the child was. Now right. now we got a better idea. It appears the child was like three, and we know why the why she hates the Beatles. Yeah, Twisted and Shout was such a. Uh, I think it was yeah. just I, she said Beatles, but I think it may just be that yeah. song. So yeah. like I said, uh, uh, we got some answers about all that. So like I said, I want to kind of put that out there. Yeah. Uh, let everybody know, you know. So if you're not getting like just a really in depth breakdown, we're doing the best we can, just coming straight off of having watched it. Uh, we, yeah. we do we do go into a lot more detail on some of our other stuff, but uh, like I said, with yeah. HBO, we it's very much an instant reaction type thing. So so having said all that. General thoughts on the second episode of uh, Night uh, Night Country. This show, man, I'm hooked on this. Yeah. This is frightening. It is just mysterious. Jodie Foster, I just we haven't seen her in anything like this in a long time. She is absolutely phenomenal. She is mm-hmm. fun. I can't believe there are people like, why did they get Jodie Foster? Why haven't they got Jodie Foster? <laughs> well, something exactly, like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is phenomenal. We have watched some abrasive characters in the stuff we've covered. Liz Danvers may be the most abrasive. Yeah, she really is. Everyone hates her, but Peter. And that's it feels, and we'll talk more about this, but it feels like that bridge is eventually going to get burned as well. Banged most of this town. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing that you know they, they don't really talk that much about in the first episode. Or at least I didn't catch it. And the, the second episode, they make it quite clear that she, you know she's just sleeping with whoever that she wants yeah. to in, in this town. Yeah. So, uh, all right, uh, but yeah, my thoughts are kind of the same. This is the one of the things that the the, the difficulty that this season has had is, is it's only six episodes and i know the yeah. first season was eight i'm assuming the other two were eight as yeah, well i think the others were eight as well yeah so it's a it's a more condensed season you've got that that first episode it was good but it was tr- it had a lot to do yeah, to yeah. introduce us to the characters to get introduce mm-hmm. us to the setting to kind of set up a lot of backstory so like i said it was good but there was just so much going on it was hard to follow and that's one of the reasons why i think i missed some of the things that that we missed is because there was a lot that they yeah. covered and a lot that they did in that first episode and i was excited about the second episode coming into it just because i was like okay Hopefully we'll kind of get into things a little bit, and they did in this in this episode. Yeah. and it oh, feels yeah. much more like we're now that everything is kind of like the groundwork has been laid. Now they can kind of get into the case and what has happened, yeah. and it's it's super intriguing and super interesting. Yeah. And I'm really into this so far after two episodes. I'm I'm just like you. So let's kind of get into this. Uh, the the way it opens. 
was very different than what I expected. So it's the fourth day of night, it's December 21st, when the show starts. And the police are examining the bodies where they found them here, buried in the ice. And the first thing we notice, obviously, is the spiral that is on one of the foreheads of one of the, the scientists. The Carcosa symbol. Okay, is that what it's called? I know it's from the yeah, first the Carcosa, season. Yeah, the Carcosa, yeah. So let me ask you that. I have not finished. I've seen like three episodes of, yeah. of the first uh, season. There is a lot of... There are two big season one Easter eggs in this episode. I, I caught them both. And this is obviously one of them, obviously. But uh, Well, no, this isn't. We already saw the symbol. Yeah. The symbol is such a big part in this. It's even more than the first well, season. Let me, really. Well, here's what I want to ask you about this. Because if you've seen the first season, obviously you know more about this. Yeah. Thing. Uh, and like I said, I've seen the first three episodes. I haven't had a chance to finish it. I want to at some point. I just haven't had a chance to yet. <sighs> Is it going to? Do you think it's going to end up being the exact same thing from season one? Because I mean, what do you think? No, I don't. Something. I think we may learn more about the symbol because we don't know why this symbol is making some people do some crazy things. Mm -hmm. Is it because there there's a higher power making them do it? Are they all like, you know? I, I don't know. But there's. I don't. I don't know if we will find out they're connected. The symbols are connected. Okay. I do think there's some connections and that are potential, but I don't know. It's it's weird. The, the first season they really never answered why the symbols was causing the issues. Okay. Okay. So I, I don't know if we'll get that here. It, it kind of feels like we might though. Because there's a lot more of it here. It, I mean, because they are hitting it hard in in the, yeah, second, in the second episode. So I'll be really interested. Okay, go ahead and give the Easter eggs because obviously I can't give those. So the, okay. So Rose. Uh, it's in the next scene. It's talking about Travis, how right. he was dying. Travis's last name is Cole. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's... Which is Matthew McConaughey's. This may be his father. Okay. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey was from, is from Alaska. Later in the episode, uh, Peter is explaining who owns, who runs uh, the Tassal Lab. Mm-hmm. And it is the Tuttle Company. Right. The Tuttle Company was one of the villains of season one. Oh, okay. It was like the governor. They were like paying people off and stuff. So they were a big thing. So that's the connections to the season one. Well, when he was explaining the, the Tuttle, uh, what, what I've already done, what is the exact Tuttle? Uh, well, it was, uh, let me find it. I wrote it down to, uh, I'm just trying to get there. The NC Global Strategy. That's the shell company. Total United. Total United. Yeah. So, like, when he's explained they're like into video games and, and, and cruise ships, is like, so it's Waystar Royco, basically. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but they were in the, the first season as well. But you're right. It is Waystar Royco. <laughs> okay. So, like, that's one thing I, I just thought Shout about. out Succession. That's right. Uh, so, anyway, uh, the handling of like all of the other police officers with this thing was really surprising to me because they thought that it was a was, joke. That was really odd. They were so unprofessional. All right. John and John Hawks, who looks so damn guilty really does, this yeah. whole time, which means it can't be him. Yeah, it's not gonna be him. Uh, you know, he's just like either just trying to blow off Steve, let him do it. I was like, weird. Yeah, I know. Like, I don't understand what they were. And it's apparent that obviously. 
when they were because apparently uh, Navarro, Liz, uh, not Navarro, Liz Danvers took over for Hawks, uh, not yeah. Hawks, uh, Hank, who apparently, yeah, yeah, who was apparently like their their commanding officer at one time. Now she is the commanding officer, uh, and, and I guess he they were just so used to whatever it was like under him. Now that uh, now that she's there, yeah. she's not going to accept her, and maybe it's just this one case is just causing her to do things in a different manner than what she normally would because it's such such a high profile case with all these bodies i don't know like like i said they just i I don't know because she's so she's very professional yes she is and you can tell she's very methodical in the way she thinks i can't imagine she was ever let them mess around like they were doing yeah maybe i don't know that they truly i don't know if they they don't respect her oh yeah they don't like her they don't respect her they don't like her and also i don't think they truly understand the the gravity of the situation that they're dealing with that as well i think there there's a big part of that so like i said i was just really taken aback by just yeah, how nonchalantly they were kind of taking all this uh rose is there as well uh rose and navarro are there they're kind of looking on from the outside rose tells navarro to go home let someone else take this and navarro tells her she can't because it's tied to annie's case which rose tells her oh you're screwed <laughs> yes i immediately wrote that down i was like we have a lot of the women. <laughs> So I was like, I was like, oh, that's a great thing to hear when when you're sitting there looking at a whole bunch of dead bodies. Uh, but when they get back to it, they're examining the bodies. This is when, like I said, uh, they're one of they're, they're still not taking it seriously some guy named wilson ends up breaking one of the arms off of one of the, the victims, and then. One of them starts screaming, and Jodie yeah. Foster's face, the look of shock yeah. and terror was like spoke for all of us, because I was just really was. right there with her. <laughs> and that was straight out of Seven. I don't know oh, if yeah. you remember. I do. That mm-hmm. happens in the movie Seven. So. With the body that they, like, yeah. for like, uh, yeah. which one was it? that? I think it was the... Was it the uh, Gluttony one? Was it Gluttony? No, that, glut- Gluttony is the... It was like... Oh, it was the yeah, lust. I think it's Gluttony. Or was it Lust? It was lust or gluttony, one of those. Yeah. So, Issa Lopez told you before, hey, you might want to watch Seven and the Thing. And she was 100% on because both those movies are 100% inspiration on this. Yeah, like I said, when when that body starts screaming, like, oh my gosh. Like, I, I yeah, that I, was something. I mean... And, and that was Lund. Yeah, Lund. The, mm-hmm. And so... He's alive, and they talk to him next week. How is he alive? I don't know. That's going to be really interesting to find out when when they actually end up talking to him. I guess the cold plunge stuff does work. Huh? I mean, he's obviously not doing well because they said they're going to have to amputate at least one leg and possibly more. So I mean, he, oh he's alive, but I'm not sure. I'll be really interested to see if he survives yeah. throughout this entire yeah. thing. So. Anyway, so uh, that's when they go to the that's when they go to the theme song. That's when they go to, the, to uh, that part of it. Then Danvers, great great theme song by Billy Eilish. Yeah, it, it's a really good song. Like I said, I was is that who it was Billy Eilish? Yeah, it's Billy Eilish. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure who, who did the theme song on this. So, uh, but anyway, Danvers then goes to a high school to talk to, uh, I guess, a science teacher. And my my yeah. first nit to pick on this. The thing that I have picked up on is Ennis, Alaska, apparently has like a hundred people in it. 
or yeah. something like that. And it looks like there's about 300. This high school is for like 500 students. <laughs> like it's way too big to be. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, but to, you, you would know that being a teacher. Yeah, I was like, the, that school is way bigger than yeah. what they would have in, in NS Lask. There's no way that that school is that big. But nevertheless, uh, so she's meeting. Did you catch the teacher's name? I didn't catch his name. No, I didn't. He was a geology teacher. He told us that. Yeah, so he's she's talking with the geology teacher. Uh, she's discussing this with him, and apparently this is somebody else that she has slept with as well. Yes. Uh, but the teacher basically she's one she's one she goes to this guy because she wants to know what's going on at the Salal at the Salal station, and the teacher says a whole bunch of stuff that sounded like mumbo jumbo. And I was with yeah. Liz at this point. She says, "Give it to me in English," and basically. It could cure cancer, autoimmune diseases, what they're looking for. But he also explains to them the work is so precise, the work is so detailed that, it, like, they were always going to fail. It's the, the, there was no yeah. hope for this thing. Uh, so, like, I, I don't really know what they were doing here. So, there's obviously going to be more to that. At least I feel like there's going to be more yeah, to that. It also felt like the thing or some alien where like they're working on something and like some cell could get out and create right. some you know mechanism that kills everything so yeah i mean he was kind of going down that road as well like they're doing some intense stuff they're recluse right and they, they kept this is where you know that they're going to go crazy they've kept the same crew they don't shoot they don't, them in yeah they don't because like i had a buddy that worked in alaska like this for one of the old companies but they you know you worked a couple of weeks off and on and right. you, you know but you didn't keep the same crew so yeah that makes this crew even crazier yeah, so like I, I, we'll see where they where they go with all that. Uh, it obviously appears that the, the, they'll go into that quite a bit of, into yeah. that, a lot of detail on that quite a bit later on. So, uh, but we're back with Navarro and Rose, and they are discussing Travis. Uh, they're also going. They discuss uh, Navarro's sister a little bit later on. Uh, Fiona Shaw. I, I I didn't really know what the relationship was with Travis when we saw him. I. Super yeah. initially son but apparently it's it's a husband uh but apparently the, the the connection between these two is is travis just kind of like left and like kind of well he had cancer right he yeah died, right yeah he, he died but he, he was he like he like like went out into the wild that's where navarro navarro is yeah. the one who found him and that's a, this is the reason navarro and rose oh, yeah. are close is because navarro discovered his body and she went back to rose to, to inform him uh but it it Navarro brings up her sister because she's trying to get her into this place called the Lighthouse, which sounds like a mental uh, 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 mental health ward. And Rose tells her, you know, don't confuse, don't confuse the spirit world for mental yeah. health issues. And because uh, her sister, we talked about this last week, obviously has some mental health things going yeah. on. Feels important that they are bringing it this does. up. And I thought, and also Rose mentioned. You get visited when you live here. You get visited by people. Sometimes they're telling you something, right. and sometimes they just want to see you. Yeah. And so I thought that was interesting as well. Yeah, and we're going to get into a little bit more of that a little bit later on when Peter was talking to the delivery guy. Yeah. Uh, a little bit later on because they talk quite a bit about that. So. All right, so we are now back at uh, the uh, the police force, uh, the the station, and a captain who, who you said was played by what's his name. Christopher Eccleston. Christopher Eccleston. He has shown up. Uh, he basically goes in, tells everybody we're going to have the case transferred to Anchorage. Y'all don't have to worry about all this. But 
Liz is refusing, and he's like, "Now, this the, basically, you know, you're being dumb here. We're gonna have this thing. We're gonna have this thing transferred." And that's when Liz pulls out the protocols. Uh, she pulls out section nine, whatever. I don't remember what yeah. it was, but basically says the bodies. The protocol says frozen bodies that are found, frozen remains, have to be properly thawed to basically keep the forensic integrity uh, intact. Uh, so it has to be thawed at a uh, constant temperature of 38 degrees, and they can't do anything with it until that has taken place. And basically, the captain is like, so where are you going to put these? That's when we get into the rink. And this is when the first time when I've started to understand the dynamics of this. Like, this is because apparently the mine owns this rink. Is that correct? Did you pick up on that as well? I, I'm not sure. I, I didn't fully pick up all that. Okay, because the person she was talking to, the manager, uh, she, uh-huh. she she says, you know, it's like owned by the mine, I think is what she says, and yeah. you know, we'll do what's good for the town or something. I don't remember exactly what she I said. Did, she did say that. And obviously Liz had slept with her husband. husband yes. <laughs> was that the geology teacher or was that someone else? I, I think it might have been somebody else. I don't think it was the geology teacher. <laughs> I, I think it's wow. somebody else. So, uh, she's I guess up in Ennis, Alaska, you get bored, and uh, so, yeah, so you do what you got to do, I guess. God bless them. Uh, anyway, uh, and also, apparently, this woman has some type of relationship with, with, with Hank as well, because they were yes, talking that, prior. Yeah, they were. And let's mention something about Hank. Hank looks too good to be living in this town. His hair, he's like <laughs> dressed very nice. Yeah. He has the best haircut. Yeah. He looks like John Hawks looks good in this town. He does. Like, You're correct. Yeah. Like everyone else is beaten down, and he's like, you know, got a smile on his face. Like, looks like he's designed his hair specifically. Yeah, it, it, you're not wrong. So. Very cool. Uh, like I said, I'll be really interested to see what ends up happening with Hank's character because yeah. he's got a lot of interesting things going on. So, yeah. uh, they transport the bodies through town to uh, with uh, Little Saint Nick by the be- uh, the Beach Boys playing in the background, yeah. and like everybody in the town has like been drawn to this because everybody knows you know what yeah. this is, and they just got them covered up. So, like I said, it was just kind of interesting to watch them to watch them bring them in, uh, and. Navarro basically comes to to Danvers again. She comes to her because she wants in on this case. She brings a spiral saying, "This is our cases are the same." And Danvers, well, they kind of hinted that she might be, you know, kind of underlying racist in in the first episode. Oh, yeah, and sure. and this one, we'll talk about a little bit more. It it's really getting out there a little bit more. Oh yeah, it's yeah. A, it's out there a lot more in, in this episode, which is really interesting. But we'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, she refuses to let Navarro help. She doesn't want Navarro's help for anything. We don't understand exactly why there is such bad blood between these two. Peter tries to find out why there's bad blood between yeah. them, and, and she won't let him in. Uh, but he is. She is doing her best to get in, and Nav- and Danvers just will not have it. Um, now. Peter, he's who plays Peter. I forgot who plays him. Uh, his name is Finn Bennett. He is really good. He really is, and I've really enjoyed his character because yeah, me too. You can tell Peter looks up to Danvers a good bit, mm-hmm. and like he kind of idolizes her at this point because Danvers is obviously incredibly smart. She understands her job. She's obviously a very good. Uh, at being the the chief of, of the police, but she's also very good at being a detective because it's a small force. And she's very good at pissing everyone off. Yeah, and she's good at that too. But she, he looks up to her because of the fact that she is so good at her at yeah at her job, and he wants to learn from her. Uh, and 
right now she is really she is really abusing that because she can kind of basically tell him whatever she wants wants him to do and he's going to do it whether or not it is good for him personally professionally right. whatever it may be and he's like i said she's kind of using that's one of the reasons why i think this relationship before the season is over is eventually going to crumble what are your thoughts yeah i i think you're right and later on we see that she obviously had a similar relationship with navarro because navarro picked up a lot of the yeah. things that uh danvers does yeah she she hit us well, we get that there we get yeah. an idea of that at the very end of, of the episode but so i love the scene of navar i'm um, excuse me and danvers and peter like putting out all the pictures and going through all the questions and like how you should actually ask the questions what we should be looking at what should we think and i thought that was a phenomenal yeah scene. I've, I've got i got that written down here because one of the things i like about it one one, we see just how good Danvers is at her job, and also mm-hmm. just the the tutelage that she is giving Peter yeah. at this time as well. So there's a lot of that going on, but we're we're also learning about the case as they're learning about it. We're also kind of getting an idea of just what all they're trying to look for in this thing. So yeah, it's it's a great scene just for getting us some background and letting us understand what this case is and where it might be headed down. And this is the first time we really start to I, th- I think. This is the first time when we start to hear Clark's name quite a bit. Yes, yes. Uh, so, like I said, he's. This is the first instance of him like coming to the forefront uh, of all these scientists and just uh, what it, all that might mean. So, um, the scene ends though uh, with the video that that one the French scientist was taking where he was doing the TikTok, I guess, and he was uh, where he's taking the TikTok and making a sandwich, and you see in the background. I'm, was that Clark? That was that's Clark. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Thought it was Clark. So Clark is the guy who is seizing, and then we just hear she's awake again. That's when the video cuts. Uh, like I said, uh, so we the, that's the same scene from the first from the first episode, and this is kind of where it ends. Uh, any more thoughts on that besides what we've already talked about? Well, I enjoyed the briefly seeing a good karaoke scene of the team singing Barry White. Uh, I thought, you know, that's some good team building. Oh, yeah, that's always some good team building. <laughs> but, yeah, Clark uh, definitely looking more guilty or more involved in something. That was the first, like you mentioned, that was the first instance. And, right. boy, he looks even worse as this goes on. Yeah, he does. Uh, it's not looking real good for Clark. So it makes me think that he's either going to be part of it, but he's not going to be like the, the big bad or anything because yeah. you, you're not going to give us that. You're not going to give us the guy who's responsible for it all this early on in, in, in the show. So, uh, But obviously he has something to do with it. So we'll just have to kind of see from there. All right, let's take a real quick break, and then we'll finish up the episode. All right, so we are back at Navarro's booty call guy. I didn't, I forgot his name. What was his Eddie. name? Eddie. Eddie, thank you. So uh, she's back the at. Pancake Man. Yes, she's back at Eddie's house. Uh, and. She has not given his toothbrush back. No, she has given his toothbrush back, which was, which was interesting. Uh, it, look, you know, my initial thought was like, why don't you go buy another one? But then the, later on, when they're shopping with, when she's shopping with her sister, I was reminded. Prices are way higher up there just because because oh, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. get access to anything. So yeah, you know you know a ten dollar toothbrush here is probably like forty bucks up there or something like oh, that. Yeah. So I can understand why he's a little annoyed by the fact that his toothbrush was was taken away. So 
Anyway, he's also taking care of a dog, which kind of looked like a wolf. I wasn't really sure if yeah. that was what that was. I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. It now, looks like multiple wolves. Yeah, and look, here's the thing. My, I, I know they can be pets because my aunt had a wolf for a long, long time. Um, and, okay. Yeah, and like they're actually quite docile. Uh, the like we would like. I don't know how she got away with it. I guess it's just different times because this was thirty years ago. The their their wolf would just like wander around the property. They had a fence, but the wolf wouldn't go because they couldn't keep yeah. the. They had like they had like five of their dogs that they kept in the fence, and they couldn't put the wolf in there because the wolf would eat the dogs. Uh, so so, oh. so the wolf like just kind of wandered around the property. So then we would walk up towards the property. The wolf would go like running away he was scared of everything wow. so like i said they're they're quite docile unless they feel threatened um but anyway like i said i just thought it was interesting that he had a wolf there uh anyway and they're discussing the local situation with the mine this is where i was like oh yeah that's what that whole thing was with the, it was a mine town this is what the, i'm thinking that's what the brother of annie is working for he's working for the mine yeah, and that sounds like what got Annie killed because she was protesting the moms. Yeah, so like I said, it, now that some of this is starting to make a little bit more sense now yeah. that we've seen this and episode. Also, since we have watched Justified, yes. when you protest the mom, you usually end up dead. Yeah, because the mom doesn't like it, and they, they the mom right. wants what they want. So having, and there's obviously, there's also this idea of, the mine is poisoning the water and so yeah. that feels like that's going to come yes. into play a little bit more with yeah. this uh like i said whenever you have evil mining company that always feels very very important in, in a story Please like this god let win duffy show up <laughs> <laughs> i doubt that will happen but you never know uh so we'll just have to see going forward uh anyways this then danvers and peter start going through and then we have kind of like this montage of interviews yeah. that we get so danvers at the crab processing place she's also talking to uh some of the cleaning ladies who clean salal station mm-hmm. uh peter the the most interesting to me is peter because he's talking to the delivery guy and the delivery guy's talking about how he saw somebody because we this yeah. is what we saw at the beginning there's somebody who like darts through the station and like it didn't freak him out and we kind of understand why at this point because Peter presses him on. He says, "No, I didn't really see anything." And Peter's like, "No, wait. If you saw somebody, you need to tell me because you know this is important." And the delivery guy was like, "Look, this is this is uh, Ennis, Alaska. You know, you grew up here. You, the dead get bored, and like you see, like apparently everybody yeah. sees dead people in this town. Uh, so, like, I'm assuming he. Uh, they're making it sound like he just assumed this was just a dead person who was." wandering around because it's they get bored at night uh, during with all this night stuff i don't know just that entire thing was creepy what do you think i thought it was very creepy also that was the point where it reminded me oh yeah you have no clue what time it is no like i we don't know what time any of this is going on it could be 12 o'clock in the afternoon yeah i mean that was the uh, when i first got that feeling was when she was at the school because it was pitch black night (laughs) yeah yeah. and she was at school i was like that would just like and, throw me off <laughs> yeah and the other thing that stood out and it was with danvers and navarro's doing her own investigation right. and peter everyone mentions that clark was the weirdest person there yeah. and that he was just ignored but he was always doing something odd yeah he was always doing something odd. like uh, the delivery guy saw him get just like completely naked one time yeah uh and he's always the doing cleaning that. lady said he was i can't remember 
he did something there. He was very odd. He was usually in his room. Yeah, so they're making it real clear that Clark had issues, uh, that he had some yeah. real serious issues, and they, nobody seemed to, to address them for whatever reason, So because that wouldn't come back to bite you. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Navarro, she's actually, we're back with her now, and she is, uh, also, this is when they mentioned that that's the spiral, the, the spiral symbol. This is, uh, the delivery guy says he had it on his chest, and the reason he knows is because yeah. he saw him completely naked one time. So, uh, anyway, Navarro's headed back to the mining barracks, and she's talking to somebody. Who was, did you catch who she was talking to on the cell phone? I didn't catch that. No, I did not. Okay. Uh, but. If you want to be my lover, that Spice Girls comes on. It's like, oh, something bad's about to happen because she's <laughs> she's having such a good time uh, listening to this, and she runs over. I thought that she like ran over a body or something. I, I, but they didn't I go back to some, it. Yeah, yeah. It looked like she hit something though. I'm with you. But you know, I just thought that was weird because I kept waiting for them to go back to it, and they they never yeah. did. Uh, but she gets this necklace and that like triggers a flashback of some woman screaming which i'm assuming this was her yeah. as a child that was i'm assuming that your thoughts yeah it looked like something was looks like she had some trauma from her mother looks like potentially mentally ill yeah and uh, what caused probably her sister to have issues yeah i'm guessing that is the case because whatever it was it, this triggered it yeah and it like, definitely triggered and and kudos to her uh, we are covered up in snow and ice here in in my section of mississippi people just driving on this ice like she was driving like it's no big deal that's just so impressive to me <laughs> because it feels yeah, but there's the snow yours is ice yeah that's true that's that's very true uh but anyway uh anyway so she's basically headed to the mining barracks and she's going to get talked she's talking to this person because i've I've skipped the fight i meant to talk about the the bar fight that happened earlier uh but at the bar fight that uh, i accidentally skipped over one of the guys from the mine comes out and approaches her she's not he doesn't like her she's he's mad at her Uh, he doesn't like her coming around uh but basically she has a photo that she shows the brother was that Clark in that photo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so cool. she, she shows the photo to, of Clark to the brother. Uh, the brother didn't recognize him, but the the guy for the mine it triggered something, but he wasn't being very open. Now that she has some more information, she's going back to the mining barracks to talk to this guy and basically forcing him because she has. I don't remember what it was that determined that she knew for for a fact, but she's looking for a trailer, is what it is. And this, she's, yeah, he admits that he sold him a trailer. Yeah, he sold Clark a trailer. So that's what she's looking for. She's she's trying to find where this trailer is, and the guy's not very forthcoming because he says he doesn't like her. And Navarro says, "No, it's not that you don't like me." is that you didn't like Annie and that you were okay with yeah. what happened to Annie because of the fact that she was protesting a mine and this is her his job so uh, there's a lot of that a lot of that going on uh I don't know who the the guy is uh but obviously sleazebag to, what were your yeah, thoughts yeah. yeah same yeah he was hiding something I think he's still hiding more oh yeah but he at least told her that he had sold him a trailer so that allowed us to find the trailer and God, that trailer was something else. Yeah, we'll be talking about that here just a little bit so late. So, uh, Hank, anyway, we're, we're back with him. <laughs> and he's on the phone texting his, his Russian wife-to-be. Yeah. Uh, who is obviously scamming him. <laughs> oh, absolutely scamming him. <laughs> obviously scamming him, but she's he's obviously scamming her because at least a little bit because she says, I want another pic of you. And Hank's like, okay, I'll send you another pic. And he goes looking for a picture to send because yeah. he's not sending pictures of himself. Yeah. Uh, but when he goes looking for these pictures, 
He's looking through files. I guess he's sending pictures of other people from these files. That was my I, assumption. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. this is when he realizes the files that Peter took last week from, from Annie's case. This is when he realizes that they're gone. And I still don't know why these files are kept at his place. And it's okay for this. I still don't understand this. Yeah. Yeah. They're making him look very guilty, especially the next scene where he comes and just smacks the hell out of Peter. But yeah. Let's go ahead and just jump up to that real quick. Um, I've got a little bit later down. So when he does show up at the, at, at the ice rink, he just smacks him, and like it's apparent that there is a lot of disdain between the two. Yeah, uh, they don't like each other. Uh, the, you know, they tolerate each other because they're because they're dad and son. Uh, they, they have yeah. that, that's the, what their relationship is, and you know you you tolerate a lot of stuff because they're family, and that feels very much like this. But he's basically threatening his son, like you won't ever do oh, this yeah. again. Your thoughts on their relationship? It's. <laughs> Very suspicious, yeah. very sad. You know, Peter seems like a good kid. I don't know he why does. Hank's so mean to him. Yeah, he he, he does. He sounds like he seems like a good kid. So, uh, but back with uh, Danvers, uh, the next thing basically takes us to Danvers and Peter again. They're discussing the case. Uh, not a whole lot, but the, they do discover the funding. As we mentioned earlier, uh, Salal is funded by a shell company called NC Global Strategy, which owns is owned by Tuttle United. Uh, like I said, you mentioned one this. of the villains of the season of season one. So the, so there's that uh, correlation right there. I'll be really interested to see how they they work that into this uh you think it's going to be the exact same situation i don't know i I, this could be just an easter egg uh you know to kind of give us something so i I don't know yeah i don't know either Uh, i'll be really interested to see what they how how closely they tied to two season one uh, because like i said I, i don't know at this point but uh I will say this: If McConaughey shows up, I will lose my mind. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if he does. It would be if you could give us a Russ Cole and Liz Denver scene. <laughs> yeah, Lord, I've, I've lived enough. I've lived long enough. Uh, anyway, so Danvers, uh, this is when we really start to see just how much Danvers abuses the trust and the admiration that Peter has for her, because. Oh, yeah. Peter says he needs to leave. He needs to go uh, tuck Darwin in. He promised that he'd be the one to do it this time. And Danvers basically tells him, no, you're not going anywhere. You're, you're going back to the ice rink. And like I said, she is a great character. She's so incredibly interesting, but she is also very much an a-hole. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's She's horrible. Yeah, it's hard to like her, uh, but you do kind of uh it's a it's because of jody foster yeah it's because of jody foster i mean it's just a weird dynamic that that you have with her because like there's not a whole lot that's likable about her but you just kind of do just because of what because jody foster and how she handles this so uh anyway when she gets when after danvers leaves you hear kayla who i guess this is I guess they're married, but they don't have the last same last name. I'm still confused about yeah, what their yeah, choice is. I, I, I believe they're married. Though. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're correct. I think they are married, but they don't have the same last name. I don't know. But anyway, she shows up at their house because Leah, or is it? Did she pronounce it Lee or Leah? It's spelled Leah. I thought they said, thought they said Lee. Okay, I wasn't really sure. So her, her stepdaughter Lee is there. Uh, she's getting these marks put on her chin from uh, Kayla's grandmother. And this is what sends Danvers just flying off the handle. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't like this. Uh, and Kayla's reprimanding Danvers because she's like she's trying to get in touch with her heritage and who she really is. And Danvers doesn't want any of it. Which is interesting because, I mean, obviously there is 
you know she obviously has some indigenous she obviously has some yeah. indigenous blood so her father i would think has that as well yeah and he, and they showed a picture of him he looked like he could be indigenous. and also they show him dancing with her later on in, right, in the episode that's what i'm talking yeah. about yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so, I, so i'm yeah, very confused by that she has some, yeah she obviously has some indigenous you know uh and and you know lee looks looks the part as well yeah so but uh yeah and Denver's, again, showing her racism, just the way she talks to the poor grandmother. So I'm interested, I'm just really curious as to what has caused this, because she was married to, you know, a person who obviously had some indigenous background. Yeah, it's, it's got to be living there, whatever she dealt with, the cases, right. and and her husband died. Yeah. And it's so like I said, I'll be interested to see if they flesh that out a little bit more. I, I would think they would. Yeah, so. I hope so. Uh, this is also when we get the scene with Navarro's and her sister. They are shopping together. We're just kind of this is it's not that big of a scene, but I think they're still just setting this up. This idea of Navarro is convinced that even even though Navarro is really into like the spiritual aspect of mm-hmm. a lot of things, she seems really hesitant to put any of that on her sister's issues uh, because she really wants her to go into the lighthouse and her sister is very much against it. So it really feels like that's going to come back into play later on. Your thoughts? It does. I'm with you. There's the mental health aspect and her sister being involved. It it feels like it's got to be involved. Could yeah. Russ Cole be in that facility? Uh, I'm just saying. You never know. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, this is when we get back to Lee Lee goes to sneak out to see her girlfriend. Uh, but Danver wants her to put up the Christmas tree, and she tells her that she's she's and asleep. Lee is only 17. Why is the that a mom so upset that a 15 and 17 year old were, were uh, dating? Well, that's ridiculous. I think it's what they were the actually. Lesson. I think it's what they were actually doing was the problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. more than so than anything else. Also. Liz Danvers doesn't seem like the type to have the Christmas spirit. I can't imagine her putting up a tree at all anyway. Well, it's December 21st. At this point, what's the point? What's the point of doing it if we're on December 21st? So, uh, Anyway, so this is the first... But when she's doing this, she's going through the Christmas decorations. She comes across this stuffed polar bear, and this is when we get the flashback to her with her son. This is when we get... We hear in the background Twist and Shout by the Beatles being played. So, like, is this like right before the child dies? Yeah, uh, it's gotta be. Gotta so, be. like I said, we'll, we'll, I'll be really interested how much more we get from that because yeah. uh, this is the first time we get any type of a flashback to her past. So, uh, anyway, so this is then we talk, we've already talked about Henry come, uh, Hank showing up and slapping Peter. Uh, but Danvers then goes to the hotel uh, and she knocks on the door and this is where her captain. It was a hotel, right? At least yeah, that was yeah. my understanding. All right, so this is where her captain is staying. And they have sex. Uh, and apparently this yes. has been going on for either 15 or 19 years. I, I'm not exactly sure. Off and on, they said. Yeah. And they have some feelings towards each other, but not a lot. Yeah, I would say so. I would say they have some because they they both know that this is going to happen again because they said this has to be the last time and they both kind of smile at each other. Yeah. And then they and then they talk about work and get into it. Yeah, that's what, like I said. And that's the reason why I don't think there's that much of feelings. It's more... It's more like sex out of utility more so than right, anything right, else. Because right. uh, as soon as they're done, they well, start talking. They obviously enjoyed each other's company well, as well yes. as we saw. Obviously. <laughs> uh, there's, the, It's quite obvious that they both got what they wanted out of it. So. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Anyway, they start talking about work. And this is when you know it breaks down because... You, the, 
that's all they really care about. Is, you know, they want the sex, and then they yeah. start talking about work. And that's when she gets upset with him because he kind of threatens her her job or something. I'm not exactly sure yeah. what he was threatening, but like she, he basically tells her, "You're going to give this case up, whether you like it or not." And that's yeah. when she storms let's, out. Let's just let's shout out this show. You don't normally see a couple of six year olds going at that's it that true. hard. So. Bravo, as I get closer to that age, you know. <laughs> you got know, something bravo. to look forward to. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's nice to know that it's still going yeah. hot and heavy there. Yeah, I, was, I was watching this with my wife. I was like, look at that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we got something to look forward to. All right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we finally get Clark's credit records because uh, this is kind of one of the things they've been that they wanted to get after uh, they've as they've uncovered more and more about Clark, they want his credit records, and because they want to know where he got the tattoo and. Danvers is discuss is talking over the phone with the tattoo artist about this tattoo, and the artist sends pictures of Clark with the tattoo, and she also sent a picture of the model that they used for the work, and we don't see it initially because, the, but it apparently, yeah. you know, it sends red flags up with with Danvers because mm-hmm. uh, she kind of starts just staring at the at the screen. And the next thing we see is Navarro at. I'm uh, no, sorry, Danvers at Navarro's house, uh, and they're discussing things. And this is when she shows the picture of the model. And the model was Annie with Clark with that tattoo on her back. Uh, yeah. And this is when she has finally decided, all right, I'm going to let Navarro into this. And Navarro starts to open up about what has happened in their past. Danvers shuts it down, says, we're going to work through this, we're going to get through it, and then we're going to be done. We won't deal with each other, any, each other anymore. Uh, your thoughts on that? I thought this was a very interesting scene because one, Danvers was very familiar with the place because she tried to put the cans where they used to go right. and they no longer go there. So they were very familiar with each other and yeah. obviously very close at one point. I thought that was very interesting. It was good to see them finally say, hey, we got to work together. And it was Danvers, of all people, who did it. Right. Well, and it was always going to have to be because it was her case. Yeah, and she she yeah. had to be the one to let her in. And right. it took this it took this moment where it was actually seeing Annie for the first time with Clark. And she's like, okay, they are the same. And they, this is when they do reveal that the tongue that they found in Salal yeah. Station was actually Annie's tongue. So uh, as as Navarra had get, had previously guessed, yeah, uh, she predicted it, and we kind of all figured that was going to end up being yeah. the case. Um, anyway, so Lee Lee's back in town. Uh, she's walking through town. And she hears the rink. Uh, and she when she will walk in, Peter is watching uh, TikTok because he's bored. She's sitting there watching uh, bodies thaw. There's not a whole lot you can do, but they get nice. They start talking about their parents. Uh, Lee's talking about Liz and her father. Uh, this is when we get the flashback to the two of them dancing. She talks about yeah. how her dad was like a pothead, and apparently. Liz at one time was a pothead too. Uh, we also talked about. I, I think Liz could use some weed right now. Well, she probably could. It could probably help mellow her out, to say the least. But um, but also, uh, Peter starts talking about Hank and how he was in a band at one time, could play guitar. So they have fonder memories of of both of their parents from from earlier. Uh, stages of their life and they just kind of devolved into what they are today and john hawks i believe is a musician in real life oh is he really so we could see some of him singing later on no that's possible it, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if they end up going that way if, if that is indeed the case so 
Uh, but it's also like the one of the interesting things is you see uh, like the signs of thawing happening because of leg yeah. moves. And like I said, at first I was like, oh, is this personal life too? They're like, no, that's just thawing. That's all. That's all that. Yeah. That's all that is. I thought the same thing as God. Are we about to see another one? <laughs> no, it's just thawing. That's all they're showing because the bodies are starting to thaw out. Um, then we go back to Navarro and to is it Eddie? Is that her booty call's name? Yeah, Eddie. So Eddie. she's back at her booty call's house. She scares him because apparently they were supposed to meet up, and she said that she no, was. No, they were. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she did. She said she was busy. Yeah, she said she was busy and wasn't going to come. And so you know, she's like, "Hey, you want to go ahead and do it now?" And like, he can't because he's taking care of that part of it for himself in the bathtub. <laughs> uh, Anyway. I'm surprised they didn't have candles and flowers going yes. like you know they do in the movie, the romantic comedies. That's true. The, the, I guess the you know you know the things are a little bit harder to find in Ennis, Alaska. So they that's can't, a good point. They can't go that far with it. So and he's sensitive though. I could see him having some candles. Oh yeah, I could see that too. But pancake flavor. Yeah. So he's making pan. <laughs> speaking of pancakes, he's yeah, making he pancakes, uh, and they're talking through this because Navarre doesn't understand why she wants him on. Why she wants. While Danvers wants Navarro on the case, and so they're kind of talking through this, and and Eddie's kind of you know reassuring her, you know, if she wants you on there, it's because you have something, so therefore you've got a whole bunch that you can offer to this case. That's but true. when they're going through all this stuff, you know, she started. This is when you she as you mentioned earlier, the influence of Danvers on Navarro is, is obvious at this point because she says, yeah. uh, you know, I'm asking the wrong questions, and he says, what do you mean? She says, it's just something Danvers always would say. You know, got to ask the right questions. And she eventually gets to the point where she get, she realizes where this trailer would be left. And so she goes to the trailer. The uh, Nook is where they said it was. Yeah, it's called this is. place called the Nook, which I guess is like a trailer park there in, in yeah. Alaska. Uh, and well, when she shows up, she starts like wiping, across, wiping all the snow off. We also see Danvers going through the files at Slaw Station, going through things of Clark's. And there's all kinds of this weird stuff, these weird yeah. drawings and other weird yeah. things that are in there. But and he was writing notes and stuff, which we see in the trailer as well. Yeah, so he's writing all these notes, and there's all these weird things inside of the notes. Uh, that's when Navarro calls calls Danvers and says, "You got to come see this." They go inside the trailer, and and honestly, the only way I can describe it is it looks like an altar to the occult. I mean, I don't, I don't oh yeah, yeah. Your thoughts on it? Very weird. There's bones everywhere, mm -hmm. human and uh, like Animal. uh, animals. Mm -hmm. There's like you said. There's like weird stuff on the walls. Mm -hmm. The like spirit world type stuff. Very weird. Like you said, the occult. A lot of pictures. I couldn't tell if those were all. It looked like there were pictures of women. I couldn't tell if they were all Annie or if it was someone yeah, else. I couldn't tell who all they were. But uh, lots of pictures. And then like. When they opened that curtain, it was like a giant voodoo doll. I mean, I don't really know. What I thought it was that wasn't a dead body. I don't think it was a dead body. I don't think it was an actual because they didn't. Oh, they, could... they didn't start processing it. I mean, they would. It would have been a crime okay. at that point. They would start processing it. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I think it was just a like a giant voodoo doll. I, I'm pretty certain. So okay, because uh, they didn't treat it like uh, they didn't treat it like a dead body. So that's true. I, I don't think it actually was. So. Um, but anyway, this is when Peter calls Danvers back to the ice rink, and they go to the ice rink, and they start identifying all the bodies because things have thawed out more, so they can see more of the yeah. bodies. So they notice there are six bodies there, and there's supposed to be more, and they're identifying. Supposed to be eight. Yeah, they're supposed to be eight. And one of them, Lund, I think it was his name, Lund yeah. is at the hospital. Obviously, the one they're missing is Clark. And yeah. this is when, you know, Danvers says, well, maybe he was still, maybe he was down deeper, or maybe he's still there, or he got separated, or something like that. And that's when 
uh, this is when Navarro says, no, he's alive. And so Clark is out there somewhere. Uh, we don't know where yeah. he is. And like, this what is a freaking ending. What a way to end it. Did you expect him to be alive? Because I'll be honest, I was not expecting him to be alive. No, I wasn't expecting him to be alive, no. Yeah, so this is, now that the hunt will be on for, for Clark going forward and the rest of this thing. Uh, great, great, great episode. Uh, like I said, getting really into great. the getting into the actual case really was top-notch yeah. for, for, for this part of the season. It really was. And Jodie Foster, again, is just so phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's absolutely phenomenal. So, All right, anything else you want to discuss before we do our awards for this week? Uh, no, I think we're ready. All right, let's do some awards. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, every week when we are covering a season of a television show, we give out three weekly awards. Uh, first is our Tyrion Lannister, the MVP for the week. Who's your MVP? So I would try not to pick Jody Foster because yeah, it's obvious. it's going to be obvious to do that every single week. So, but let's give it to, I thought Peter was really good. So let's go with Finn Bennett as Peter. Yeah, that's who I was going with. Like I said, we could yeah. probably give this to you. We could probably Navarre give this to Navarro is really good as well. Kay- Kaylee Reese is really good as Navarro. Yeah, those two are, are the leads. They're the ones that the yeah. show is revolving around. I don't want to give it to them every single week. So maybe there's some yeah. weeks and when there are performers that are just like, you just have to. Uh, right. But uh, when we, we've only got six episodes, so I want to try to find somebody else whenever yeah. we can. And I'm with you on that. Let's give it to Peter this week. So, uh, The best scene of the week, the Agatha all along. Who would you go with? Man, there's, there's a couple of scenes. It's hard to pick one. I, I kind of feel like we should pick when when Danvers goes to Navarro and they decide to team up, uh, you know, I, I guess I'll go with that. I went with the one we talked about earlier, the one where Peter, she was walking Peter through yeah, all, the, all the steps of the I really case. I like that, yeah. Because that's the one I ended up going with. Uh, also going to Clark's, uh, Clark's trailer has... Yeah, that's, that's a good one, too. Like there, There's a lot of good it ones. It was really a great episode. It really was. Uh, next, the If You Came With The King, You Best Not Miss, you rest the line of the week. What'd you have? Man, there's two that uh, actually there's three. This is going to be a shit bowl. <laughs> <It's laughs> yeah. Which we find out that's uh, Danvers like line to, to always say. Right. But uh, I really like what you mentioned. It's tied to Annie's case, Rose. Oh no, then you're screwed. Yeah, that was mine. That was the one I went with as well. <laughs> the other one you could go with is we talked about it. Well, it's a long night. Even the dead get bored. Yeah, that that was a good one too. But the one that Rose gave that was that was my my line of the week. Yeah. So. All right, so that wraps up uh, episode or part two of uh, cool. rating. Yeah, already. I'm sorry. All right, so rating time here on the Main Attraction Podcast. Uh, when we're covering a show, we give a rating for how we feel about it currently. Uh, top of our list is a Succession. Beneath the Succession is a Lost. Middle of the Road Forest is a Friends. Beneath the Friends is a Full House, and Bottom of the Barrel Forest is Baywatch. Uh, if we both were at Lost, are you going up or are you staying there? I'm just going to stay where we are, but man, I'm so close to moving up. I'm going ahead and moving up to, to succession. Uh, this is, this gave me what I wanted out of this, out of this yeah. season. I, I was waiting for the, the actual case to start to kind of unfold. And now that I'm seeing it, I'm loving the performances. I'm loving the mystery. I love the fact that I don't know, you know, obviously Clark has some involvement, but is it from like an alien? Is it from a, 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 a God? You know, like right. what's, what else is at play with this thing? Because uh, it feels like there's something much bigger than just one human being involved in all this. So uh, like I said, I, I'm getting what I want out of this. So I'm really, really excited about it. So, 
All right, uh, before we sign off for this week, uh, we do recommendations and things that we're looking forward to. What do you have for us this week? So I'm going to talk about something that we probably won't see until this time in 2025. We, uh, God, is that right? Yes, it will be. It just sounds insane to say. <laughs> 2025, January yeah. 2025. But uh, White Lotus Season 3 is about to start filming yes. and they have announced most of the crowd the cast no, no, you're going and let it. me tell you baby it's a good one yeah walton goggins, walton goggins yeah he's gonna be a part of it schwarzenegger leslie bibb carrie coon parker posey mm. perfect for this michelle monaghan jason isaacs and nathaniel roth uh, natasha rothwell is coming back that is a killer cast it was rumored that Woody Harrelson was going to be in this, but he is not because he's filming something else. I don't know if Goggins or Isaacs took his place or if there's about to be someone else. Uh, but, man, that is a really great credit. Also, if you've watched the show Sex Education, Amy Lee Wood is one of the standouts. She is very funny. She's in this, too. She's going to be a huge character, I can tell you, because she's very funny. I am excited about uh, White Lotus Season 3. I was even excited before, but right. when they started... When you get Walton Goggins and Parker Posey, I was like, oh, my God, they are perfect for this. Yeah, they are. So I can't wait for this. It'll probably be January of 2025. But they're about to start filming. So I, I'm very excited. Uh, yeah, it looks like it. Look, White Lotus is a great series. Uh, I, I'm, I can't yeah. wait for, for season three of it to come out. Uh, it's all. It's also a series that has been good to our podcast. That's been pretty something. Yes, it has. So uh, anything else you got? That's it. Uh, all right. Uh, so mine, and I just lost it. Uh, the name of that show that's coming out on Apple next week. Uh, third part of Brand Brothers. Uh, and oh, uh, Masters of the Air. Masters of the Air. It starts this Thursday or Friday. I can't remember which. It's I think probably, it comes out Thursday. It'll be Thursday night, I'm sure. The, for the yeah, technique. they come out at 8 o'clock on the night before. So, uh, that finally is making its way to Apple. Uh, I'm really... I have not seen Bender Brothers. Yeah, I haven't seen The Pacific. Uh, I didn't have HBO at the time. That's, those were both on HBO. I haven't watched Pacific. I need to... You should watch Band of Brothers. You will love it. Yeah, I know. There's a bunch of things I need to watch. <laughs> I'll yeah. never catch up with a lot of this stuff. But, uh, yeah. uh, I, I, Glenn Powell's in Masters of the Year, correct? No, no. It's... Uh, Austin Butler, Austin Barry Kehoe. Okay, yeah. Uh, I knew it was one of those up and coming like superstars yeah. that, that's coming out with this. Uh, but yeah, it should. It looks like it's going to be really good. Uh, it's being done by the same Spielberg, people, Spielberg Tom and Hanks. Tom Hanks. Uh, all those people are are. Oh, and one it. of the directors is Kerry Fukunaga, who was the director of True Detective season one. Oh, okay. Who directed? Who's the phenomenal director from that man? That's even more exciting. I didn't know that. I just looked up on IMDb. Yeah, we talked about that a couple times here on the podcast it's actually it's making its way to apple tv this coming friday so uh if you haven't gotten apple yeah, tv man. that's a that's a good thing to be on the lookout for um you know some other th just some later on in the year uh we talked about a couple of these on our patreon but uh i'll give some i'll give a couple of these some if, if you're an animated guy uh, i like animated films uh there are a couple of animated films coming out later on the one i'm really looking forward to though is if it, lord of the rings is my favorite movies of all time uh, i i will sit and watch you know, you give me an excuse to turn on Lord of the Rings, and I will do it. Um, 
But the War of the Rohirrim, I don't know when it's coming out this year. Uh, it is an animated film that talks about like, kind of like the origins of the Rohirrim. If you're not, don't remember the Rohirrim from uh, Lord of the Rings, they are the Viking people from the Two Towers that uh, took their, like, like basically went to Helm's Deep to pay, make their last stand. Uh, those are the Rohirrim, the people that were on the horses uh, that uh, Aragorn went and uh, tried to save and talk to their kings. So, like I said, those are the guys that were talking about for the Rohirrim. They're really interesting. This is also when, uh, what is his name? Uh, the guy who's on the boys. Um, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. This is kind of like, was the, the he was in the part of the Rohirrim. He's one of those guys. Uh, this is kind of when he got his, 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 his launch to his career. The reason he's a big star oh, yeah. nowadays is because of because of Lord of the Rings. So, uh, like I said, a lot of people you kind of expect to become stars. He was not one of the ones I was expecting in that one, but he yeah. kind of has. So, uh, so I'm looking for that. I don't know when it's coming out. They haven't given an official release date yet on it, but it's supposed to come out sometime this year. So, if you like Lord of the Rings, uh, that's something to look forward to later on this year. So, uh, anything else you got that you would like to add before we sign off? Appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I will echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.